All right, let's turn our Bibles to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter number, you don't tell me what to preach, Matthew. Matthew chapter number six. I am going to uh, move out of our midweek Bible study tonight. And uh, so I'm going to do that a little bit differently. Uh, I'm going to teach a Bible study that I have already taught you. Uh, it has been several years since I have taught this, so I'm not worried about anyone remembering uh, this Bible study. Uh, but it is one I think is very important. I've taught it at other places, and I've used, uh, referenced some of this in different staff meetings. And I always, whenever I do, I'm, I, it's always said to me, Pastor, you need to teach that again. You need to teach that again. And so uh, I've had it uh, on my radar, if you will. And then a couple of days ago, I just felt impressed to go ahead and uh, teach it this evening. And so I want you to look in Matthew chapter number six, and I'm going to read uh, verse number one uh, down through verse number 13. Uh, you will recognize this passage of scripture once I begin reading, if you don't already. So Matthew chapter six, Verse 1 through 13, Take heed that ye do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. In other words, uh, don't take selfies while you're praying. So anyway, number two, Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee. As the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. When thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to the Father, to thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. Well, we ought to remember that, shouldn't we? Uh, verse number 9, After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Obviously, this is a passage of, on prayer. It's instruction on how to pray. Could you imagine what it must have been like for these men to hear Jesus instruct on prayer? Just hearing Jesus. Could you imagine what it must have been like to hear Jesus pray to his heavenly Father? I've had the privilege to be in presence of, 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 of men who, who knew what it was to pray. And to hear them talk to their Heavenly Father. But could you imagine to hear the Lord Jesus Christ speak to his dad in such a personal way? Perfect prayer. Well, I want to speak tonight on practical principles of prayer. 
it has been said, and I'll, I'll paraphrase, I'm sure I won't get these quotes exactly, that all of our failures are prayer failures. It is said, I've said it many times, if all of us need to pray more. There's all kinds of illustrations. You know, they're illustrations. You can, you can take them or leave them. I don't necessarily think it's going to happen this way. You get to heaven and the Lord's going to show you everything and then here's what I, could, I would have given you if you had asked me for it. The point is, no matter how much we pray, we could probably pray a little bit more. Probably be a little bit more effective. I, I would say that all of us would want to have a better prayer life. All of us would want to be more effective in prayer. But I would dare say that we would all say, and I'm going to speak for everybody because I'm speaking for myself first, where I feel like I'm the greatest failure in my Christian life is in my prayer life. Think about that. Don't look at me like I'm the only one in here who, who, who believes that. Well, there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, enter into the presence of God. We get busy, we get distracted, our flesh gets in the way. But I believe one of the great failures that we have is we make prayer things that it's not. We make prayer harder than it is. We take a prayer life, and I love to read the biography. I've read the biography of George Mueller, I can't tell you how many times. And a man so effective in prayer. And there's the danger that there's a danger to that I think if you don't pray like George Mueller, you can't be effective in your prayer life. If you don't pray like this individual, then then there's no use in praying. Well, the pastor, he must pray all the time, 24 hours a day. Close, but not, not that much. Well, if I can't pray like that, or how overwhelming must it be for that young Christian? You know, we're consistent in, you got to read your Bible, you got to pray, and that's the key. But how overwhelming. How do I pray? You remember what it was like when you first said, I'm going to have that prayer life, I'm going to have that time. And you pray for everything that you can think of. It's like, that's got to be at least 45 minutes. And it's barely been 45 seconds. Wow, what a failure. What a failure. Tonight I'm going to pre- teach on practical principles of prayer. I've got three points. You're welcome. But I'll, an illustration at the end, I'm going to walk you through some things I think will be a help to you. It was a help to you in the past. It's, a, it's going to be very transparent in my prayer life. And I hope it doesn't make you disappointed because it's not complicated, um, but, uh, but I, I, I trust you'll pay attention and be helped. Father, thank you for allowing us to enter into your presence through your Son. And Father, may we be reminded of some things that we know or maybe we learned from the first time tonight. And uh, may prayers be answered uh, because of this. May power be obtained because of this. May your work advance because of these simple truths. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We see certainly a contrast in this passage of Scripture of what not to do and what to do. And certainly there's a mindset there that we must begin with. Uh, if, I, if we pray like we, do, like we serve in other areas, but certainly prayer, we have to be reminded we are not praying to men. We say, oh, I would never pray to Mary, but often we pray to the people we go to church with. Because we're more concerned about what other people think about our prayer life 
than God, who is the object of our prayer. I want to be very practical this evening and hopefully help us. Often getting started in prayer and getting that routine is the most difficult part of it. Then with schedule changes and things that take place, we get out of that routine and uh, we want to, uh, we need to be disciplined to grow in our prayer life, to keep your prayer life what it should be and continually growing. Uh, we uh, sometimes uh, contemplate what it really is and, and what should we do when we have this picture in our mind of, of this is the way my prayer life should be because this person's prayer life is this way. And uh, we, we, we end up making it something that it's not or making it a lot harder than it is. Something for us to keep in our mind. Could you imagine if everyone had a prayer life or a walk with God like is spoken of in so many places in the Bible, Abraham, the friend of God? Adam and Eve in Genesis 3, they walked with God in the cool of the day. But could you imagine if every Christian had an effective prayer life? We blame Hollywood, and certainly there's a lot of blame in Hollywood. But I'm going to think there's a lot more blame in the Christian home, in the, Christian, in, in the church pulpit, in the church congregation. I'm going to be very simple, very practical, because I'm going to be brief tonight, because we're do, I'm going to do something a little extra at the end of the service tonight. But I want to, first of all, just say, when it comes to a practical principle of prayer and in, 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 in this isn't, I'm not going to get into everything that prayer is. You can't do that in one, one, one study anyway. I'm going to be very simple, very practical. Look with me at verse number 6 and verse 7 again. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy who? Father, which seeth in secretly shall reward thee openly. Verse 7. But when ye pray, Use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Number one, uh, the first practical principle of prayer is talk to God. Say, well, obviously, Pastor, we have to be reminded what prayer is. It's talking to God. There is a damnable heresy that is filtering even into quote-unquote independent Baptist, Bible-believing circles, and it's coming through um, um, non-denominational, bad books, things of that nature, contemplative prayer. Where you just get in that state of mind and prayer to God and wait for Him to impress upon you. That's not prayer. Prayer is talking to God. That is what prayer is. Um, we're reminded, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father, which is in secret. We're told not to use vain repetitions. Can I just help all of us? God is not impressed by your vocabulary. He's not. Uh, he's not impressed by your vocabulary. God is impressed by your humility. Um, you know, you don't always feel like praying. Can I get a witness? Okay. Say, Pastor, I can't believe it. Yeah. Don't look at me that way. We don't always feel like praying, but after we pray, we're always glad we did. You have to, if you're not very humble when you begin praying, if you're going to pray, you'll be humble when you're done praying. It's, it's talking to God. 
I think sometimes we as Bible believers, we have, with a sincerity that we want to serve God, we even make prayer a religious ritual. It's, well, I have to pray. No, you should pray. You need to pray. But we have to now have this mindset, well, well, I have to pray. And, and I read my verses, and I have to pray. And, and then I have to do this, and then I have to pray. And we lose the fact of what prayer is. It is simply talking to God. Can you imagine if we talk to our, our spouse like we, like we treat prayer sometimes? How come you keep saying the same thing to me over and over and over every day? I'm trying to communicate with you. No, you're saying the same thing. Just talk to me. Prayer is just talking to God. Aren't you glad you got a God that you can just talk to? That you can just, you can just, you can pour your heart out to? You can make your request. This is what I need, and I need some help with this, and God, you know these things, and you can just talk to Him. Boy, we... Practical principle of prayer is you have to have that mindset. I'm talking to God. That's why you need to be ready to talk to God. Understand who you're talking to. Number two, it's going to get very, it's going to get deeper now. I'm not sure this crowd's ready for how deep this Bible study is going to be tonight. Let's go back to verse number six. But when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. Number two, have a time and have a place. Have a time. And have a place. When thou enterest into thy closet, you say, Pastor, if you came to my house and saw my closets, there's no praying getting done in there. If I went in there to pray, you'd never find me. I mean, my closets are, I mean, that's where everything goes and the doors are shut. The idea there is not necessarily a closet as we determine what a closet is in our house. But the fact of the matter is, your Closet could be a literal closet. It could be your dining room table early in the morning. It could be a bedroom. It could be outside somewhere where it's quiet, where it's private. It's good. Pray with your family. Pray with your spouse. But every person needs that time where it's just me and God. I'm not doing my religious exercise. It's me having some time to talk to my Creator, to talk to my Heavenly Father, have a place, have a time. Now, I'm going to help us in just a minute that that time is not just one time in a day. The Bible says pray without ceasing. Say, Pastor, if we pray without ceasing, how can we do anything else? That's, that doesn't mean, we, because we have this mindset, that this is what prayer is, and this is the way we pray, and, but it's, that, it's that, that heart in tune with God. It's, it's, I, I need to stop in my day and pray. Well, I've already had my prayer time, so I don't have to think about God unless I have a crisis or until that time comes again the next day. Sadly, we get into that routine, and that's what prayer can become. It's a place, if you don't have a place, I'm helping you tonight, if you don't have a prayer life, if you take what I teach you tonight, it will help you build that prayer life. If you have a time of prayer, this is to remind you and reinforce how important it is, and not to get in some routine, but you need to have a place where you know, I have places that I pray, and very early in the morning, I know when I walk in there, it just feels different. It's not a holy place. 
but it's my designated place. Uh, there, there's, there's, there's places like it should be quiet. It should be when you're alone. Um, I want to pick a time and a place where nobody will disturb me. And I've discovered at 4 o'clock in the morning, there's nobody in my house that's going to disturb me. We ought to have a time and a place. And again, don't take that and say, well, if I'm going to have a prayer life, i got to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. If you get up and sleep in your prayer closet, that doesn't do you any good. So you might have to find a different time to function like that. But the point is, have a time and a place. I can think back to when our daughter Amanda was in the hospital for week after week and month after month. My prayer closet became a place on a rooftop park at a children's hospital. It's, it's not a holy, sacred place per se, but that became a holy, sacred place because it's a time where you go. I think you get the, get, get the point, get what the Lord is saying. Number three, aren't you proud of me? I'm already at number three. Look at me, verse 11 and 12. He's given an example, verse 8, Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. Verse 9, After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Uh, now, we all have heard this prayer. This isn't your prayer to pray routine, religious exercise. It's a pattern. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But notice the next two verses. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Number three is simply prepare to talk to him. Number one is talk to him. Number two is have a time and a place. Number three is prepare, prepare to talk to him. We are not effective in our prayer life, in our prayer closet, at our prayer time, because we're not prepared to pray. Will we go, will we go play golf without being prepared to play golf? Um, some of you, you're prepared and you still aren't prepared to play golf. But would we, what else would we do and be shocked that we're not effective if we didn't prepare for that? It is true, we must prepare. Say, Pastor, what are you, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm going I'm to tell you what I'm talking about. You need a list of things to talk to God about. Now, I've heard teaching and preaching against a list, but yet we'll take a grocery list. Well, you know, my wife will send me sometimes to go get some things, and, and she's learned in the beginning. It's like I come home with everything that she didn't put on that list. Why'd you get that? It spoke to me. <laughs> well, why didn't you get this? It did not speak to me. I, I forgot. I didn't remember. Here's your list. Can you drop some pictures in that list so I can find it? Well, why would we go talk to God without being prepared to talk to God? Give us this day our daily bread. That is not just talking about, here's a, here's a loaf of bread. It's our daily needs. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to respond. But how many of you, your daily needs have changed 
in the last 30 days, last 60 days, since Biden became president? How, how, how have they changed? Well, well, if we're not prepared with our needs, our daily needs, how are we going to talk to God about our daily needs? Give us this day our daily bread. Those are our daily needs. Notice what it says, and forgive us our debts. Do you know what your debts are? Do you know who your debtors are? Do you know these things in your life that you deal with on a day-to-day basis? This is besides the time of praise to our God. This is, you want to have a list of those things. What what am I going to praise God for? What am I going to praise Him for? And if you do this with some time, that list is going to get longer and longer and longer and longer and longer. It's like, now I don't have time to pray for my needs. Um, you have to have a list of all these things. You pray for other people. Those of you that are in the Victory Bible class, the, the, the Bible class in here on Sunday morning, we have quite a lengthy prayer list. And I know why some, don't get upset at me, why some don't pray over that list like they should. Because it's very intimidating. It's long. It's lengthy. You don't have anything on that prayer list. I'm going to help you. I'm not scolding you tonight. But I'm going to help you with that. We must be prepared. We want to be prepared in every area of our life. We're intimidated to get started. Um, you know, we, the new year's upon us. I don't know how many made New Year's resolutions. Of, I'm going to get in this good shape, and I'm going to do this exercise, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to work out and do all of this, and and then we're like, we say, I'm going to, I mean, you know, give me, give me, give me a week and a half, and and I'm going to look like this. And we, we compare to somebody who's been eating right and exercising for 15 years. So don't compare yourself to me in these, these, these days ahead. As uh, I always say, body built by Taco Bell, but that's a whole other story. But um, you get the point that I'm making. We do that with our prayer life. We just have to get started. How do I do that? Yeah, I have to have a list. I have to know. I have to be. The, the point is... I have to be prepared to go talk to God what I need to talk to God about. Um, would you go to a doctor unprepared? Well, why are you here? I don't know. Well, how do you feel? Well, I just hadn't felt well, so what's hurting? I don't know. I mean, I, I, hadn't, I, should have, I should have wrote that. Have you had any surgeries or any other? Uh, yeah, something, yeah, some, yeah, I did something. Well, you're not prepared to get what you need. Now, let me get to the practical part that I want to get to. We need a list. We need to be prepared. Now, let me, on the heels of that, let me talk to you about hindrances to consistency and continued prayer life. Anybody ever been hindered in their prayer life? There's the spiritual realm. I'm not talking about that. A lot of us never get hindered in the spiritual realm because we can't get past the physical, the flesh that gets in the way. But hindrances to consistency in continual prayer. I am going to mention some of these, and I think they would be universal and on different spectrums, but I think everybody would say that these are hindrances for us. Limited attention. 
limited attention. So, Pastor, my, I can only keep my attention so long. You know, you, you, if, you, if you teach kindergarten or you teach elementary or, or maybe even junior high and high school, and it's like, man, their attention span just as you have to be structured in such a way or you know, and all the parents are ready for their, that have small kids are ready for the kids to go back to school because they have to have everything planned because their attention span is just this and this and this and this. And that's why I have things structured in church because your attention span is just, just so, such like this. Well, you know, when life is busy, I don't know how your brain works, but mine is always all over. It's limited attention. If you just wrote down everything that you should and could praise God for, how long do you think that list would be? It'd be a long list. And then if you just read that list, God, I thank you for being this. 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 You, if you really think about who you're talking to in the attributes of God and His blessings on your life, I'm telling you, you have church before you even get to your needs. Because it's like, oh yeah, and you did this, and, 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 and this applies in my life here, and here, and here. And before you know it, I don't have time to pray for. So, Pastor, how am I supposed to get up? I can't get up any earlier, and I'm exhausted as it is, and I've got all these responsibilities, and right now I'm having to work two jobs or overtime, and how do I do that? And Okay, you can still, if time is limited... If your body is weary, if your attention span is limited, you can still have a consistent prayer life, but you have to plan it. The limited attention. I have limited time. So, Pastor, I'm already getting up early to do A, B, and C. Physically, I'm exhausted with what I'm trying to do. I have limited time. If I... Okay, let me ask you this. When you think of a limited attention and limited time, especially how long would it take... If you prayed for every need that you became aware of and made every request that you could make to God at one time. Say, let me tell you, I don't know. Because there's a lot of requests, isn't there? There's a lot of needs, aren't there? And this is, we have our list, I pray for my family, I pray for their needs, I pray for, I, I pray for this, I want to I praise God for this, this is what I, what I need in my own life, this is what, you know, in my ministry at church, this is what I want to do here, and it is just as full as it can be, and that's without a crisis. That's without Ziklag getting burned. Now, when that happens... You have all these other things. They are on the, 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 the drop down the priority list now because now all my focus and attention is this thing right in front of me that I have to have God's help with. Anybody ever felt like a failure in your prayer life because of what I'm describing? How can I be consistent? How can I ask for everything else? You, you've got to. Understand, you've got limited memory. Pastor, would you pray for? Send me a text. That's my response now. 
I'd be glad to. Send me a text. Well, I don't have your number. Okay, let's try again next week. I'm just kidding. Why is because I, when you ask me to pray for something, I don't want to forget it. And I know you think I remember everything. He's still mad about three years ago and four months and two weeks. I wasn't paying it. I promise you, I, I, I don't, it's gone. <laughs> well, I want to remember it though, so why do I, I have a limited memory? So I better be prepared with a list. We, we set ourselves up to fail. Let me say this to you, and then I'm going to be very practical and we'll be done. You cannot overcome some limitations that your flesh has. I felt, and I, and I don't feel like a success. I feel like I've had some success in my prayer life. But I, I have felt, it, it, earlier in my ministry when I was younger, I, I felt like an utter failure. Because I would be praying, and after a short amount of time, my mind would just be gone. I'm thinking of this and this and this and this. Anybody else out there? Well, you don't have sharp minds. So I'm just, I'm just thinking of all of these things. And then by the time I pull my mind back, time has gone by. And then you, I force myself into that and force myself into that. I am going to submit myself, but yet my brain that God gave me, God wired it. He didn't set me up to be a failure in my prayer life because it's like squirrel. Busy. Anybody out there? You got your, you have, I believe in, the Bible teaches much about seasons of life and the seasons you go through and there's sometimes when you're rearing those children and you're working and doing all these things, you are busy. You don't have a lot of time. Well, I can't, I can't, I can't stop and pray for an hour and, and, and don't have time for that. That doesn't mean you can't be effective in your prayer life. It doesn't mean you can't be consistent in your prayer life. It doesn't mean you can't talk to God. You have just got to plan based on the time that you have the way your mind works, the way your schedule works, your physical limitations, doesn't do you any good to get up early and fall asleep while you're praying. It doesn't do you any good to do that. We set ourselves up for failure because we don't plan. Now, let me, let me, let me tell you what I do. You can copy it. You cannot copy it. I, I've, I taught this before, and, and I've gotten up on technology since then. I used to have three by five cards. I now use my notes app. Do y'all know what an, an app is? Some of you? Okay. And I have everything broken down into categories. This is very simple. Some of you say it's obvious. Well, if it's so obvious, why haven't you done it? I know if everything is equal in my day, everything is normal in my routine. There's nothing extra thrown in. I know about how long my attention span is to get started in the day. So I plan accordingly to that. Say, Pastor, what about all the other things you need to pray about? I plan accordingly later in the day. Now, I'm not saying there's not times where I pray longer. 
But I want to plan to pray for everything that I can pray for. I'm going to confess something, and if, 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 it won't, if you want to go to a different church because of it, then that's okay. I do not pray for the missionaries every day. I don't. Neither do you, by the way. But I do pray for the missionaries. I pray for my family every day. Because I know how much time I have, and if I only have a certain amount of time, there's the priority I have to pray for. My daily bread. I pray for my daily bread. Lord, this is what we need. Then there's some priorities. There's, as a pastor, there's, there, there's surgeries, there's sicknesses, there's burdens, and there's times during the day where I will stop and I will take care of those. Why? Because I, I, I'm, not, I'm not George Mueller. If you don't know who that is, you've got to read his biography. I, I, I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm who I am. I know my schedule. I know my weaknesses. I, I, know, I, know, I know my attention span, and so I want to prepare... Certain times of the of uh, certain days of the week, I pray for certain things. Throughout the day, I stop and pray for certain things. And I think a lot of times we have that morning time. So if I can get out, if I can squeeze in all my prayer here, then I can go about my day. Have you forgotten that you're talking to your father? I have found personally. You can take this or leave it. I have found personally. It's better for me in the way that I talk to my father when I take the time to talk in a shorter amount of time because in that shorter amount of time, I'm not telling you to, this is, I knew there was something wrong with him. He's telling everybody to pray less. Take it however you want. But I know that after a certain period of time, unless there's an extra burden, you know how that, you know what that is. There, there's, a he, there's something heavy on you. When it's your loved one having surgery, you're thinking about that all day. But I have a schedule. This is what I pray for when. This is what I'm going to pray for every day. This is who, you know, you know, there was a day. We're busier now than we were in the 1800s in some respect. There's not a lot of extra attention. You know, there was no TV for everybody to sit around and watch all day. So what would you do? Let's go cut wood or pray. I'll pray. You know, I still believe that if we prayed for prodigals, prodigals could come back. And it's going to take more than praying for a prodigal in a passing prayer in Sunday school with an unspoken on a prayer list. I'm not telling you not to do that. But I I have a list of prodigals. So who's on it? I'm not telling you. You might be on it. Do you pray for them every day? I don't pray for them every day unless the Lord puts them on my heart. But I want to make sure that I do pray for them. Because if I get, I got to, I got to get up in the morning, I'm going to pray. I want to make sure I pray for everything I, have to, I need to pray for that day. And then later in the day, I'm going to pray. So very simply, I hope this makes sense to you. You know, remember who you're talking to. 
I don't want to be, and part of, part of what I, I, I want to teach this, and, and, and it helps me, I don't, when I'm talking to my father, I don't want to be rushed. And, and then the next one, God, i got to go for work in 30 minutes. And the next one, and, and, and the next one, and the next one, and the next one. I've been there. But when I'm talking to my father, I want to talk to my father. I don't want to be rushed in that conversation. And if I don't finish that conversation, Lord, I'm going to pick this up with you a little bit later. And a little bit later, Lord, I want to talk about, you know what's going on. You know the needs we have. So let's plan to talk to our Heavenly Father. What some of, some of, some of you ought to do, you ought to go find that place, you ought to go find that time and set it. That's just a start. You're going to need more than one place as busy as we live. You're going to need, you say, where's my place? It may be driving to work. I'm going to pick, I'm heading to work, but I'm going to pick this conversation up with you. You might have to turn off the radio and listen and stop listening to people tell you how to think about politics. You can talk to God. Well, I know less about this world, but you'll know more about God. Uh, you, you get the point that I'm making. But if you, it's not just going to happen because I taught this tonight. It's not going to just happen because we ought to pray. Pray for so-and-so. You're going to have to plan to talk to your father, the time, the place, and then prepare yourself. I'm going to talk to him about this. You ever had a big meeting? I'm going to my boss to talk to him about A and B and C. Hopefully you prepare for that. If you don't, you go in, I was going for promotion, but I forgot what I was going to say, and I froze. And he's looking at me like, why are you here? I don't know why I'm here. I just thought maybe you'd give me more money. No, go. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm being very transparent. I've, I've entered into God's presence that way. My mind is like, uh, you know, I need to talk to you. I just, nothing's coming. You don't know of anything. To, well, maybe you're just better at that than I am. So let's prepare to pray in boy, it'll certainly change our lives. It'll keep us in closer contact with him if we make sure that we have it organized. Father, help us tonight as we...